You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we go, everybody. Locked on Lions post-game show. The post-game pod on a Sunday, November 14th and a Monday, November 15th. I just, what am I supposed to say? Seriously. What, what was that? What did we just watch today? The Lions didn't lose. All right, so for the second straight week, we didn't lose. Last week was a bye. This week was a tie. Detroit 16 Pittsburgh 16, the first tie for the Lions since the opener in Arizona in 2019 in the Cliff Kingsbury-Kyler Murray debuts. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening. We're brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's, I'm loving it. We welcome you to the program. The post-game pod is here. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I know I keep saying it every week, but this one takes the cake. This was one of, if not, the worst football game I've ever seen. I am 48 years old. I was born in 1973. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I watched some bad Browns teams for a while, but when I was a kid in the mid-'80s, we had some really good teams. I watched the 86, 87, and 89 teams go to the AFC Championship under the Lord Bernie Kosar. I've seen some bad Lions football since I moved here in August of 1996. And I've told the story before, the first ever Lions game that I watched in person in Detroit as a Detroiter was the opener in 96 when Eric Lynch fumbled at the one-yard line against Minnesota and the Lions lost to the Vikings. And I turned to then post-game host at WDFN Art Regner and I said, why is Eric Lynch running the ball, not Barry Sanders? And Art looked at me and said, Matthew, welcome to Detroit. For many of you that maybe saw your first Lions game today or maybe decided, you know, I'm going to sit down and watch our Leos today in Pittsburgh. It's freezing out. It's snowing. The weather's terrible all over the country, including in Pittsburgh today where it was raining. You said, I'm going to dedicate three hours to the Lions today. Maybe they'll have a chance. Well, good news. They covered. Mason Rudolph versus Jared Goff today was a despicable performance. These look like two JV quarterbacks going back and forth. And the Lions actually had the best chance in overtime. This is the Steelers we're talking about, folks. The Lions didn't play the 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 the, the uh, uh, 1970s Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They didn't play the Jaguars today or the joke Houston Texans. They played one of the most storied franchises in the history of the game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who always find ways to win. <laughs> and the Steelers went, here you go, Lions. We don't want this one today. We're not into it. We're playing our backup quarterback. Uh, they lost uh, T.J. Watt in the second half to an injury, a knee injury. And they basically said, here you go. Here's a fumble. The Lions are going to take the ball. The Lions got the ball. They got it down to about the 31-yard line. And here comes backup kicker. Ryan Santoso with that weird-looking mustache. He looks like a guy that sometimes you pass on the highway driving a truck. Like just a regular-looking dude chowing down on some Funyuns in the front seat. 
with some crumbs on his chest. Ryan Santoso is kicking a 48-yard field goal to give the Lions their first win of the year in the rain, in the cold in Pittsburgh, and the kick wasn't even close. He duffed it to the right. It wasn't even close. Then the Steelers are driving down the field at the end of the game in overtime. And the Lions are calling timeouts to help Pittsburgh. You can't make this up. And instead of kicking a 56-yard field goal right then and there, which Mike Tomlin probably should have done with Chris Boswell, because we all know here in Detroit how that would have ended, it would have been right down the middle and with plenty of distance, and the Lions would have lost. But Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, elected to play throw one more pass. Mason Rudolph to Pat Fryermuth. Muth. And Will Harris, I, <laughs> unbelievably, tackles Fryermuth, jars the ball out. Trey Flowers picks it up. And the Lions survive a tie, 16-16. We welcome you to the postgame pod. You can find us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, which was blowing up today. We'll get some of your reactions coming up. We will hand out some game balls. The Lions will not finish the year 0-17, so that's good news. But they could end up 0-16-1. This game, where do we where do we begin? First and foremost, Dan Campbell has spoken following the game and said that he considered at times taking Jared Goff out of this game, but the training staff, Mark Brunel, Anthony Lynn, it was a collaboration, and they all decided Goff was good enough to stay in. Jared Goff showed his toughness today. Jared Goff also showed he sucks. Jared Goff is terrible. Luckily for the Lions, the quarterback on the other side, Mason Rudolph, is also terrible. Mason Rudolph missed so many open receivers today. When he tries to throw the ball deep, he has no arm strength. And it was, this was amazing. Amazing today. (laughs) this was one of the worst football games I've ever watched. Now, was I entertained? Of course. Are we talking about it? Absolutely. There were some positives. Not all negative. The Lions running game today rushed for 229 yards. Holy hell. The Lions run game. At one point in the first half, Dan Campbell calling plays now. Anthony Lynn demoted, although Campbell said after the game it's still a collaboration and he's not even sure he's going to do it next week, but he wanted to be in Jared Goff's headset today and be the one to talk to him. So Dan Campbell was calling the plays. Anthony Lynn was basically upstairs twiddling his thumbs in the press box. The Lions ran for 229 yards. They were lining up Matt Nelson as a sixth offensive lineman, using him Brock Wright and TJ Hawkinson, almost like a three tight end look, and they were jamming it down the Steelers' throats. The Lions rushed for 229 yards today. DeAndre Swift, a career-high 130 yards, carried the ball 33 times. He was amazing today. Godwin Iguabuike ran a 42-yarder in for a touchdown to give the Lions a lead in the third quarter. The Lions were up 16-10, to 10, baby. Godwin, woohoo! he just broke it. He broke through the line, started missing, uh, missing tacklers. It was great. Then, of course, Santoso missed the extra point. That proved costly because the Lions would have won the game 17-16 to 16, had he made that. Ryan Santoso should never, ever kick again for the Lions. 
The Lions are in, are in search for a kicker. Campbell said after the game it was tough conditions in Pittsburgh and that field's terrible, which he's true. He's right. And it was raining. But still, you cannot go into next week with that kid as your kicker. Austin Seibert did a nice job. He's on injured reserve right now, so he's going to be out a few weeks. So the Lions are probably going to have to sign yet another kicker because what Santoso did today was horrible. But the run game was there. And the reason the Lions had this running game going is because they refused to throw the ball because Jared Goff was suffering from a rib and oblique injury. But the coaching staff decided he was okay to stay in the game. Watching in the second half, I just don't understand why they didn't go to David Blau. I'm not saying David Blau was going to come in and look like Terry Bradshaw or Bobby Lane. But it was obvious Jared Goff was favoring his side, his ribs, his oblique, and he couldn't throw the football. Then all of a sudden, as we got into the fourth quarter in overtime, the Lions started airing it out a little bit, but Goff could barely throw. He was missing receivers. The Lions played five quarters of football today. And their quarterback threw for 114 yards. (laughs) The Lions ran for 114 yards in the first half alone. But then after the second possession, the first possession of the second half, after the Iguabuike run, the Lions ran for a total of 30 yards. 30 yards. That's it. So... The Steelers started to figure out, oh, wait, the Lions aren't going to throw the football. So we better stack the box, and that's what they did. T.J. Hawkinson today didn't have a catch. That's a problem. No design rollouts, no nothing for T.J. I know they tried a receiver screen once to him. But you played five quarters of football on your best weapon, receiving weapon, I should say. Didn't even get a catch? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, Let's come back with more. Uh, i got game balls coming up. I want to talk about the defense a little bit. This episode brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Simple as can be. If you got kids that are like on travel soccer, travel baseball, travel basketball, whatever it is, you know, on the way home, there's only one place to stop, and that is McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Lockdown Lions watch party? McDonald's. I'm loving it. Lions tie the Steelers. Detroit is now 0-8-1. Pittsburgh 5-3-1. The final score today, 16-16. The Lions forced two Pittsburgh turnovers, both on fumbles, in the overtime session, but could not score. Again, Jared Goff threw for 114 yards. Mason Rudolph threw 50 times, double the amount of times that Jared Goff threw for, and he only threw for 242 yards. It was a joke of epic proportions watching these two quarterbacks try and play. If there's anybody out there that thinks that Jared Goff is the future quarterback for the Lions, I want to meet you. I want to test you to see if you're on some sort of substance, illegal substance. Jared Goff can't play. 
And the one thing the Lions are going to have to do is draft a quarterback, trade for a quarterback, do something this offseason, because I can't watch much more of this. And again, he toughed it out today with the ribbon oblique. He tries hard. He's a good leader. But he cannot play the position. His game has deteriorated. And watching Mason Rudolph today was even more uh, uh, embarrassing. If you're, a Steel- if you're a Steeler fan, you've got to be furious. How do you not win that football game? You got Najee Harris, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Fryermuth. I know Rudolph's terrible, and Ben Roethlisberger tested positive for COVID yesterday, so he was out. But my goodness, what an embarrassment for Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph's pass rating today was 70.6, and it was better than Jared Goff. DeAndre Swift, 130 yards on the ground. Uh, the Lions' leading receiver today, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, with four catches for 61 yards. Nice play and a little play action in the uh, overtime. But uh, that was that was laughable today. That was really, really bad. And I will say this. The Lions' defense played really hard. They really did. Give credit to Aaron Glenn today. He elected to not rush three at all. I mean, this was, even in the overtime, even in the fourth quarter, they were sending the house and trying to get at Mason Rudolph. So I liked that. I liked the aggressive nature of the defense today. Some guy stepped up and played well. I thought Michael Brockers today had his best game. I thought Amani Oruarie did the best he could. The Lions had nine passes defended today, nine pass breakups today. They have like 22 all year coming into the game, which should tell you a little bit about how hard they played and also a lot about how bad Mason Rudolph is. Lions came out of the tunnel in the first quarter and was a no, were a no-show which is on the coaching staff, again, the Steelers got the football and marched down the field with ease today to start this game and led 7-0 on the uh, uh, James Washington touchdown. It was a joke how bad the Lions looked at the start of this game. Then a three and out, and it just looked bad. It really did. But defense the rest of the way only gave up three field goals. They played pretty hard. And they made some good tackles. I thought Dean Marlowe looked good. Guys were, you know, guys were, were, were running to the football. You know, Najee Harris today, yeah, he touched the football a ton. He had four catches for 28 yards. He had 26 carries for 105 yards, but they kept him out of the end zone. So the defense battled today, but this offense is horrible. And it's pretty obvious that Dan Campbell has had enough of this offense because over the last few weeks, it's gone from Blaming Goff to an extent to, we need to be more up-tempo, we need to change this, we need to change that. Today, he demoted his offensive coordinator. Anthony Lynn was sitting there in the coach's box, not calling plays. Dan Campbell took over today. And then they went just ground game the whole time. This was like 1970s football. This was like a Tuesday night Mac game. So the big question going into Cleveland next week, and the Browns today got embarrassed by the Patriots and Baker Mayfield got hurt. That'll be an angry Browns team the Lions see next week because New England just smoked them today. Browns are 5-5, five and five, which is a surprise. But question for next week will be, how healthy is Goff? And will this offense continue to play like this, where they're basically just going to run and that's it? Jamal Williams uh, missed the game, should be back next week. Swift got 33 carries. Iguabuike got a couple carries. Jamar Jefferson had a touchdown before he got hurt with an ankle. Boy, he looked explosive. 
His touchdown run of 28 yards was fantastic. And, of course, on the tackle into the end zone, he hurt his ankle. Of course. Lions luck. But you're talking about uh, Swift averaging four a carry, Iguabuike averaging 28 a carry, and Jefferson averaging 14 a carry. I love seeing the Lions run the football today. That, that was fun. But, again, you have to eventually throw the ball. There has to be a forward pass in there somewhere. I mean, you play five quarters of football and you throw for 114 yards? That is nearly impossible. The last time the Lions won a football game where they threw for less than 100 yards was that uh, infamous Josh Rosen game um, in Arizona back in uh, 2018 when they won 17-3. to So, incredible, man. Steelers, I know they lost Roethlisberger. I know T.J. Watt went out, but that was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. That was so bad. How about Pittsburgh snapping the ball over Mason Rudolph's head in overtime? Like, Pittsburgh just was always known and is known for their offensive line being mauling and their defensive front being really good. And outside of Cam Hayward, Pittsburgh is so beatable. The Lions at one point were just smacking them in the mouth. They were. And while the Lions linebackers aren't very good, neither are the Steelers. Devin Bush does not look like the same player he was before the injury last year. But somehow, someway today, the Detroit Lions did not lose. Some of your tweets, uh, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and we'll do some game balls. Um, appreciate you guys chiming in. Bill Bocchio writes in, it wasn't pretty, but best result in Pittsburgh since 1955. Baby steps. Defense really stepped up after the first drive. Swift was a workhorse with 33 carries. That is true. Michael Zimmerman, somewhere Baker Mayfield is grinning like an idiot. We wasted all of our effort on this one. Next week will be ugly. The Colonel writes in, this Lions game more than any other highlighted how bad Jared Goff is and is no longer an NFL caliber quarterback. The Lions chose to run into stacked boxes over and over rather than let Goff throw. It's apparent why every time he throws. Yeah, I mean, Colonel's right up there. I mean, Jared Goff, David Blau must be really bad if they didn't give him a chance because you could see Goff wincing on every throw. You could tell they weren't even throwing the ball downfield. Every every throw when they attempted to throw was a, a bubble screen. And yet they refuse to put Blau in the game. Ivory Jackson writes in, LOL, I was screaming, yes, not because I wanted the Lions to win, et cetera, but yes, for a tie. How appropriate. Neither team had any business with, with anything in the win column after that mess. Yes, for sure. My boy Rob Diddy, Rob's mental playground. The Lions are undefeated the last two weeks. That's the most Lions way they could ever be conceived. It's the same as always, so SOL. I don't know if today was an SOL. SOL today would have been a Boswell field goal to end it. That would have been an SOL. But it didn't happen. Ryan Robinson says, Steelers tried so hard to give the game to the Lions, and Goff is just too shitty to take it. Nice kicker they got. Yeah. uh... The tweets are rolling in, man. (coughs) I don't know what to say today. I'm speechless watching that thing. That was unbelievable. Never seen a football game where neither quarterback could complete a pass. Like, what was that today? That was an embarrassment for Pittsburgh, by the way. The Lions are bad, okay? We know that. We know they're rebuilding. They're going to get a pass from me, for the most part. What's Pittsburgh's excuse? 
Well, it was raining. You guys have played in worse weather than that. Imagine what Charlie Batch is saying or my buddy Tim Benz is saying on their post-game shows today in Pittsburgh. What an embarrassment. Hey, Lions fans, Matt Derry here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. So download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. And get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. So download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, let's hand out some game balls. I feel bad for Jamar Jefferson, the rookie running back, because he was on his way to having a big day. He and DeAndre Swift, when Jefferson had to leave with the ankle injury, I thought Jerry Jacobs was battling today, too, and he left the game with an injury. But again, when you play on that mushy turf in Pittsburgh, no wonder people get injured there. That's a joke. How have they never fixed the sod and the footing at that field uh, in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field, or the ketchup bottle, as they call it? And the announcers, Chris Myers and Moose Johnson, are like, oh, yeah, they played high school games here Friday, and Pitt played here yesterday, or Pitt played there Thursday, and they had high school games on Friday. What, what is this? The NFL is sharing their field with high schools and colleges? What a joke. If you have a grass field, you're the only team that should be playing on that. They're resodding the field for the next Steeler home game. Gee, thanks. <laughs> what a mess. That's why Chris Boswell should go into the Hall of Fame. That guy is a damn good kicker um, for kicking in that mess. All right, game balls today for the Lions. DeAndre Swift, 33 carries, 130 uh, yards. Also, uh, caught three passes for five yards. He was awesome today. He gets a game ball. That guy was carrying the load. Uh, Another game ball, Jack Fox, MVP, the GOAT punter for the Lions. Ten punts today in that shitty, in those crappy conditions, excuse me. Had a 61-yarder, average 46.4, one down inside the 20. Should have had another down inside the 20, but Hodge was in the end zone. Jack Fox was awesome uh, today. Godwin Iwabuike, kick returns, <coughs> had a 29-yard return, um, had the touchdown run today. He played well. On defense, yeah, I'm doing it. Will Harris gets a game ball. He saved the game. If Will Harris doesn't knock that ball away from Fryermuth, we're talking about Boswell lining up for about a 55-yard field goal, and he would have made it. Will Harris, with the uh, uh, tackle on Fryermuth at the end of the game, causing the fumble, was a huge play. I thought he played pretty well today. Um, so I got to give him uh, a game ball for that. I thought he did the best he could. I thought Amanio Ruari, too, should get a game ball. Tackle for loss, two passes broken up, five solo tackles today. Those kids played hard, man. They battled. But again, they're just not good enough to win. But I guess the silver lining is they didn't lose. 
All right, we'll have shows all week, of course. Stay with us. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked on Lions on whatever platform you find us. 16-16, Lions and Steelers tie. This has been the Sunday edition of Locked on Lions, the postgame pod. Stay safe, everybody. We'll talk again tomorrow.